Hello, Chinese friends. Welcome to Spiritual Waimai. 欢迎来到属灵外卖 Delivering the spiritual food to you when you can't get out. 当你无法外出的时候，我们为你速递属天灵粮 This Spiritual Waimai article is a part of the series entitled "You're God's Masterpiece: The Genesis Notes." 本期属灵外卖来自特别系列。你是神的杰作，创世纪手记。Studying the book of Genesis to discover direction and hope for your awesome life. 通过研读创世纪，并联系新约的思想，为您的美好生活提供指引和亮光。Genesis chapter thirty-four, Dinah's story. Motives, decisions, responses. The story of Dinah is a story of a string of impure motives, bad decisions, and unfortunate responses. What can we learn from this story to help us avoid these mistakes of this family? This story is full of one bad decision after another. Everyone played a part in this tragic story. Shechem raped Dinah. Hamor proposed intermarriage. Jacob's sons acted deceitfully. Hamor thought about financial gain for his city. Simon and Levi killed everyone, and the brothers looted the city, taking the women and children. Genesis chapter thirty-four, verses one to six. Now Dinah, the daughter Leah had borne to Jacob, went out to visit the women of the land. When Shechem, son of Hamor the Hivite, the ruler of that area, saw her, he took her and raped her. His heart was drawn to Dinah, daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. And Shechem said to his father Hamor, "Get me this girl as my wife." When Jacob heard that his daughter Dinah had been defiled, His sons were in the fields with his livestock, so he did nothing about it until they came home. Then Shechem's father Hamor went out to talk with Jacob. Jacob's reaction, a non-reaction. What was Jacob's reaction to the rape of his own daughter? How did he answer Hamor's proposal? He is the head of the family. How did he respond? Jacob did not act when he heard Dinah had been taken advantage of. He did not respond when Hamor suggested they intermarry. Fear led to no action. Dinah being raped and the idea of intermarrying should both have been clear no to Jacob. He should have known these two behaviors were not right. As the father of the family, he should have immediately stood up to object and take action. But maybe his fears held him back from the correct course of action. Genesis chapter thirty-four verses seven to thirty-one. Meanwhile, Jacob's sons had come in from the fields, and as soon as they heard what had happened, they were shocked and furious because Shechem had done an outrageous thing in Israel by sleeping with Jacob's daughter, a thing that should not be done. But Hamor said to them, "My son Shechem has his heart set on your daughter. Please give her to him as his wife. Intermarry with us. Give us your daughters, and take our daughters for yourselves." You can settle among us. The land is open to you. Live in it, trade in it, and acquire property in it. Then Shechem said to Dinah's father and brothers, "Let me find favor in your eyes, and I will give you whatever you ask. Make the price for the bride and the gift I am to bring as great as you like, and I'll pay whatever you ask me. Only give me the young woman as my wife." Because their sister Dinah had been defiled, Jacob's sons replied deceitfully as they spoke to Shechem and his father Hamor. They said to them. We can't do such a thing. We can't give our sister to a man who is not circumcised. That would be a disgrace to us. 
We will enter into an agreement with you on one condition only, that you become like us by circumcising all your males. Then we will give you our daughters and take your daughters for ourselves. We'll settle among you and become one people with you. But if you will not agree to be circumcised, we'll take our sister and go. Their proposal seemed good to Hamar and his son Shechem. The young man, who was the most honored of all the father's family, lost no time in doing what they said because he was delighted with Jacob's daughter. So Hamar and his son Shechem went to the gate of their city to speak to the men of their city. These men are friendly towards us, they said. Let them live in our land and trade in it. The land has plenty of room for them. We can marry their daughters and they can marry ours. But the men will agree to live with us as one people only on the condition that our males be circumcised, as they themselves are. Won't their livestock, their property, and all their other animals become ours? So let us agree to their terms, and they will settle among us. All the men who went out to the city gate agreed with Hamor and his son Shechem, and every male in the city was circumcised. Three days later, while all of them were still in pain, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and attacked the unsuspecting city, killing every male. They put Hamar and his son Shechem to the sword and took Dinah from Shechem's house and left. The sons of Jacob came upon the dead bodies and looted the city where their sister had been defiled. They seized their flocks and their herds and donkeys and everything else of theirs in the city and out in the fields. They carried off all their wealth and all their women and children, taking as plunder everything in the houses. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me obnoxious to the Canaanites and Perizzites, the people living in this land. We are few in number, and if they join forces against me and attack me, I and my household will be destroyed. But they replied, Should he have treated our sister like a prostitute? Jacob's family was supposed to be different from all of the other families around them. All other families were worshiping idols. This family was different. They followed Jehovah. God was very interested in who they married. Isaac and Jacob both married women who were within God's family. These were God's chosen people, the people who would introduce the world to the one true God. These were the people through whom God would send Jesus Christ. This is the family of God into which we are adopted, a special family different from those families around us. But the other families did not have these same holy principles. The people around them, Hamor and Shechem, they must have thought it was okay for Shechem to sleep with Dinah before they were married. For them, marrying someone who had a different belief system was no problem. Hamor saw the wealth of Jacob's family and wanted it for his own family. So, Hamor suggested to the whole town they intermarry with Jacob's sons. Then Jacob's wealth would become theirs. Hamor and Shechem seemed motivated by worldly and fleshly desires, physical satisfaction, and money. Number one, Shechem desired Dinah and would do anything for her, even become circumcised. Number two, Hamor desired money and would do anything for money, even become circumcised. At this moment, Jacob should have stood up and said no to these men. Jacob was still a little fearful. He was concerned that the people around him would outnumber his small family. Clearly, Jacob was still growing in his knowledge of God's provision. Jacob was believing a lie. He would have to defend himself. 
he would have to provide for himself. The truth was, God would protect him just as God had protected him for 20 years. His fear may have caused him to just sit and not act when he heard the news of Dinah. His fear may have caused him to not say anything to Hamor when the idea of intermarriage was brought up. In our lives, we are surrounded by people who are similar to Hamor and Shechem, driven by desire, driven by money. The world believes if you desire something, like a beautiful woman, it's okay to just get her for your, your pleasure. And if a person can't get a woman by marriage, there are other ways, like pornography or even prostitution, to feed lustful desires. Seeking after pleasure and money will lead to destruction. This was the case for Hamor and Shechem. Their entire city was destroyed. And the downfall all started with a desire for pleasure and money. In Proverbs it says, Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12, There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Silence is tacit agreement. In the case with Shechem and Hamor, Jacob did not act. He could have used his authority as the father of the family to defend his daughter and to say no to further intermarriage. Unfortunately, he was silent, and his silence was equal to him saying yes and agreeing with Shechem and Hamor. When we're silent, when we avoid a decision, when we do not stand up for God's way, in our silence we are agreeing. When we make no decision, when we do not act, we've actually made a decision. A decision in favor of whatever the majority is saying or doing. The sons act. Jacob did not act, so now his sons did immediately. They are motivated by a godly conscience. They want to defend their sister and their family's honor. But they relied on the old family way to do the job, deceit. Jacob's sons devised a sneaky plan. The men in the town are all circumcised, and while they're still in pain, Simeon and Levi kill all of the men. The family patterns of deception are being carried out in Jacob's sons, and now they add violence to their deception. At this point, Jacob finally says something, but it is a little, a little too late, and it exposes Jacob's own fear. He condemns what Simeon and Levi have done, and even at the end of his life, Jacob remembers this violent moment. At Jacob's death, he blesses his sons, and this is what he says about Simeon and Levi. Genesis chapter 49, verses 5 to 7. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. Let me not enter their council. Let me not join their assembly. For they have killed men in their anger and hamstrung oxen as they pleased. Cursed be their anger, so fierce and their fury so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob and disperse them in Israel. Avoid these mistakes. How can we avoid the mistakes of this story? Consider these lessons learned. Number one, know God's ways. Believe in them and follow them on a daily basis. How are you purposefully following God's ways on a daily basis? How does your lifestyle reflect your faith? Number two, make decisions based on God's word using good judgment in the right time. Jacob's judgment was slow 
and in the end, his sons made violent decisions. Number three, depend on God for protection as you stand for what is right. Do not let fear immobilize you. Number four, be certain fleshly desires do not drive you in decision-making. Number five, do not follow the ways of this world. Thanks for having some spiritual limei with us. We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. And we hope you come back for some more. We love ya. 我们爱你哟。